people of God, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Friends, welcome home to worship here with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. We gather to worship this day on this All Saints and Anniversary Sunday, and it is a joy to have all of you worshiping with us today. Whether you are a longtime member or visiting with us for the first time, whether you are here in our sanctuary or joining us from home or from far away, we worship alongside you and we welcome and give thanks that you are joining us this day for worship. There's a red folder in your pew for those in the sanctuary. We invite you to note your presence and pass it to your neighbor so they can do the same. I have just a couple of announcements to go over while you do that. The first is that two weeks from today, we will have our Blue Jeans Sunday on November 13th, an opportunity in the life of our church to care for our buildings and grounds and under the leadership of our property manager, Dave Sterling. And so if you plan to participate, we would love if you would either be in touch with Dave this week or you can write Blue Jean Sunday next to your name in that red folder. There will be jobs of all kinds for any level of mobility or ability. And so we welcome you. We hope you will join us uh, as we help to beautify our building and grounds on November the 13th during our Blue Jean Sunday. For those of you who are celebrating anniversaries of your membership today or decades of membership here, I extend a particularly warm welcome to all of you. We are looking forward to celebrating you later in the service. And all are welcome at our anniversary Sunday lunch immediately after worship downstairs in the fellowship hall. We gather as a communion of saints, as the communion of saints, and as a worshiping community of Morrisville Presbyterian Church to celebrate all of our life together and to celebrate God's faithfulness over the many years we've had together. Friends, God is here, and we gather with joyful hearts. So let us worship our God together.
body or spirit and join me in our collective call to worship as it is found in your bulletin. Grounded in the grace of God, we are a vibrant Christian community, disciples of all ages, gathered for worship and nurture, scattered to serve and to love. May our life together be a reflection of God's love and grace. May our worship be pleasing to God alone. Let us worship God together. Please continue to stand and join together in singing our hymn number 297, In Christ Called to Baptize. approach God with gladness today, we also come with humility as we remember the many ways we are in need of God's grace. Let us join together praying the prayer of confession found in the bulletin. Eternal God, we confess that we have failed to seek your will. You call us to serve. We respond with resistance and excuses, assuming we know what is best. You call us to love. We respond with grudges and discomfort, evaluating who is deserving of our love. Forgive us, God of grace. 
Teach us how to worship you with a sacrifice you desire. Loving one another through Jesus Christ our Lord. People of God, hear the good news concerning the love and forgiveness of God. As far as the East is from the West, so far does God remove our transgressions from us. Together, let us proclaim the good news of the Gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. the peace of Christ using American Sign Language. May the peace of Christ be with you all and also with you. Please share a sign of Christ's peace with one another. Friends, on this All Saints Sunday, we set aside this special time to remember with thanksgiving the saints who have gone on before us. As it is mentioned in your bulletin, during this time of prayer, the names of those who have died from our church family during the past year will be read by the pastors along with some names that have been submitted from all of you. But following the reading of the names, a time of silence will be observed. And during that time of silence, I invite you to lift up the name of someone in your life who you remember this day. Perhaps someone who died this year or many years ago, but someone who you remember this day. And you may do so aloud or in the quiet of your heart. So please join me in our responsive prayer of remembrance and thanksgiving as it is printed in your bulletin. Living God, in whom there is no shadow or change, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, we thank you for the gift of life eternal and for the saints of all times and places who have walked the road of faith before us and beside us. We thank, thank you for all the saints, saints remembered and forgotten, for those dear souls most precious to us, who, having served you well, now rest from their labors. We thank you for their witness to your love and their commitment to your justice. We thank, we thank you, you for their, their trust in your mercy and the joy they shared in serving you. 
by their example, remind us of our calling to continue their faithful work as we too walk in the light of your love. God of grace and peace, today we especially remember the saints from among this community who have departed our company over the past year. We rejoice that no one can look upon death and not look beyond it, just as no one can think of night without thinking of the glorious dawn to follow. We rejoice in the security of those whom you have called unto yourself. They go out from us, but not into darkness, for they go into the light of your everlasting love. We thank you particularly this day for Nancy C. Anderson, Jamil Faraday, Ted Fletcher, Frank Kuziak, Dolores Maruzzi, Franklin W. Queen, Elsie H. Radvany, Terry Sinclair, Tony Scarano, Barbara H. Scarano, Lester Wright, Leroy Groves. Hear us now as we lift up others to you, O God, whom we remember this day. Merciful God, we thank you for their faithful witness, for their courage amidst strife, and their hope in the face of death. We remember so many other saints who have walked this road with us, those whom we have named, and those who we have lifted in the quiet of our hearts. Continue, Continue to, to inspire us by their, their faithful witness, witness O oh God. God. That we, that we too might join in bringing your love, justice, mercy, and peace to our world. Eternal God, as we walk this pilgrim way, make our faith firm, our hope clear, and our love pure. That we might join the saints of all the ages in praise eternal. We thank you that by dying, Christ destroyed the power of death and by rising from the grave, opened the way to eternal life. Help us to know that because he lives, we shall live also, and that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth 
nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
Let us pray. God, who has walked with us for many years and generations, as we remember the stories of your faithfulness to our saints today, we also retell the stories of your faithfulness in Scripture. As we hear your word today, may we be reminded of your faithfulness, that we may go out and serve you for many more generations. Amen. Please join me in the responsive reading of God's word today from Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, bless the Lord. God's dominion is forever. As for us, our days are grass. Like a flower of the field, we flourish and then we die. But the steadfast love of God is from everlasting to everlasting. And God's righteousness is to children's children. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord. God's dominion is forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. At this time, I'd love to invite my young friends forward for our time for young disciples. Come on up. I'm so excited to see you all today. Welcome, welcome. Hey, bud. Good morning, good morning. Oh, here come a few more. Lucky us. Come on down. We're glad y'all are here. All right, today is a really special day in our church. Because today, more than any other Sunday, hi Ashlyn, today, more than any other Sunday all year, we celebrate what we call the communion of saints. Have you all ever heard that before? The communion of saints? Any idea what that means? Not really. That's why we're talking about it. The communion of saints is people from all over the world, from every time and every place, who try to live faithfully and try to share God's love with the world. So guess what that means? It means you are a part of the communion of saints. It means all these people are a part of the communion of saints. It means all the people whose names we just read, who had died, they are part of the communion of saints. All of these people who've ever lived and in their living shared the good news of Jesus Christ and the love of God, they are part of the communion of saints. And today in our church, we celebrate some people who have helped us to know God's love and especially have helped us to know God's love in this church. And some of the people out there, you're not going to believe this, many of the people out there have been members of this church for years and years and years, longer than you've been alive, longer than I've been alive, some of them even longer than your grandparents have been alive. I am not kidding. And to, I know, right? Pretty impressive. And today... Well, Tucker, I'm glad for you. We're excited. We are celebrating today. Today, we take time to specifically thank them and honor them for the ways that they have given of themselves for the life of this church 
and for all the communion of saints and for the ways that we have, we have known more the love of God through knowing them. Because just as you are a super special part of this church, they are too. And they have been for a really long time. So I want to show you something. Are you ready? I want you to watch out here. Get, and back here. There are people back here who might stand up too. Everyone who's been a member of this church for at least 10 years, stand up. Holy moly. Wow. All right. That's a pretty big group. Everyone who has been a member for at least 20 years, stay standing. Okay. Oh, there's a lot still standing. How about anyone who's been a member for 30 years or more? Stay standing. 40 years? Wow, look at everybody who's still standing. 50 years? <gasps> 60 years or more? 70 years or more? My voice is getting even higher. <laughs> and I, don't, I want all of you to stand up. I want you to wave to Mrs. Evans back there because she has been a member of this church for 75 years. But now, Mrs. Evans, please stay up because now I want all of you to stand up. All of you and any other child out there, I want all of you to stand up. And I want anyone to stand up who has joined the church in the last three years. Stand up. I want anyone who's visiting to stand up. Anyone who's been visiting for a while to stand up. That's right. That's right. Because, because all of these people, all of you, are just as important as Mrs. Evans back there and every other person who was standing with her. Because we are all a part of the communion of saints. And this church is not complete without every single one of you and every single one of them. Thank you. You may be seated now. We appreciate your help. So today, we celebrate the communion of saints, which includes all of you, includes all of them, and includes people who have died because they've all helped us to know more about the love of God. And that's what we celebrate today. So will you all offer a prayer with me? Grab somebody's hand. We've been holding hands lately, and that's been going really well. Grab somebody's hand who's sitting next to you. All right, let's offer our prayer together. You can all repeat after me. Dear God, we thank you for the communion of saints who have helped us to know God's love. Help us to share that love with all the world. Amen. Thank you all so much. You can go to music with Mr. Carpenter or back to sit with your parents. Our second scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Together, let us listen for the word of God. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. 
When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray together again. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us this day. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us this day. Melt us and mold us. Fill us and use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us this day. And to that end, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Grounded in the grace of God. I hope you know it by now. We are a vibrant Christian community, disciples of all ages, gathered for worship and nurture, and scattered to serve and to love. For the last eight weeks in worship, we have been working our way through this mission statement of our church. This mission statement that proclaims to the world who we are, or at least who we strive to be. And today is the last Sunday in this series, but that mission statement isn't going away. But it's the last Sunday in this series, which I find particularly appropriate as we celebrate the anniversary of our life together as Morrisville Presbyterian Church as we continue to be more rooted and grounded in God's love, as we've done for many weeks together. And also appropriate, because as we wrap up this series, we are reminded that as the church, as God's church, we are certainly called into these walls for worship and for nurture. But we are always scattered out from this place to serve, and to love. And today, we find Jesus giving a similar instruction, telling his disciples, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. 
But the road of discipleship didn't start there. As you may recall, Jesus began his ministry by asking some fishermen on the beach to what? Follow me. And follow him they did. They didn't know who he was or what he was capable of or why on earth this call was coming for them. But ever since that first meeting, that first encouragement, that first command, follow me, Jesus' disciples have been accompanying him on a journey they never saw coming. Scattering out to serve and to love those they never would have expected and certainly those they never would have sought out themselves. For about 24 chapters in the Gospel according to Matthew, Jesus' disciples witness healing after healing, teaching after teaching, miracle after miracle. And about halfway through this gospel, Jesus actually pauses for a moment to see if any of these teachings, any of these miracles, any of these healings are really sinking in. And he asks his disciples, who do you say that I am? And having seen all that he had done, Peter replies that you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. But if Peter had been asked that question on day one, my guess is he wouldn't have been able to answer it. And perhaps in that moment, Peter's the only one we hear from, but perhaps in that moment, some of the other disciples were not yet prepared to answer the question. And so they keep on following Jesus. They watch Jesus preach. They watch him feed the hungry. They watch him walk on water. They hear all the parables, they witness all the events that lead to his death and resurrection. And now here we are, in the final verses of this gospel message, where we have arguably reached the pinnacle of what it means to be scattered into the world to serve and to love with the Great Commission. The great charge for the church and its disciples to go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that Christ has commanded. It is the climactic point. The final verses of this gospel message, the final call placed upon Christ's disciples... But did you notice how our text today began? I'm going to refresh your memory. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. What? Even those who had been with him the whole time? Even those who had seen his miracles? Who had touched the holes in his hands? Who saw him alive after he'd been crucified? Even they still had doubts? 
It's a surprising twist, especially given the commission that follows. Because we'd expect such a significant charge to be given to the most faithful, to the ones whose lives emulate Christ in every way, to the ones who are certain and confident and ready. And yet Jesus doesn't say to them, go and make disciples, those of you who are sure about all this. Jesus doesn't say, go and make disciples, you who understand everything I've taught you and all that this call will require of you. Jesus just says, go. Go and make disciples. And it's curious, isn't it? It's curious that Jesus would send those who believed and those who doubt, doubted. He didn't separate them into separate groups. And I think this is really important for us to pay attention to. And not just because it leaves room for doubt and question in this great life of faith, which is a wonderful gift we need to remember, but because it reminds us that Jesus invites us both to believe our way into action and also to act our way into believing. This commission that is offered to both believers and doubters reminds us that in the same way our faith can lead us into gospel-inspired action. Well, gospel-inspired action can also lead us into a life of faith. In fact, if we take a step back, it is this acting our way into believing that actually kind of defines the narrative arc of Matthew's gospel. When Jesus first approached those fishermen on the beach, he didn't ask them about their theology. He didn't quiz them on the nature of their relationship with God. He said to them, follow me. Do this work with me. Come and live alongside me and learn from me. Live out this gospel with me before you ever have words to even articulate this life of faith. Come and follow me for a while. And then I will ask, who do you say that I am? The action comes first. The believing, the statement of faith, the transformation comes second. In other words, you don't know what kind of person you could be. You don't know what kind of person it takes to follow me until you follow me. One of the beauties of having a spouse who works in the same profession means you can talk through sermon prep together from time to time. And as Matt and I talked about this even some time ago, he was immediately reminded and reminded me of the season of life when he lived in a large community in Washington, D.C. 
I know I've talked about this before, but for a year after college, Matt lived with and cared for adults with intellectual disabilities in a community called L'Arche, which is French for the Ark. And joining the community as an assistant in L'Arche meant that you were creating a covenant with that community. A covenant that bound your lives together with one another. A covenant that called you to get up every morning at 6 a.m. because someone was going to need your help to shower or to go to the bathroom. A covenant that called you to put the needs of others ahead of your own as you cared for and loved these people. Assisting them with the daily tasks of eating, getting dressed, brushing their teeth. But Matt reminded me that before he started this year of life with folks in L'Arche, the covenant felt really daunting. The work felt uncomfortable and awkward. It felt like the kind of covenant that if you knew all that it would require, you might never venture into it in the first place. And yet he did. Every day. Because he promised that he would. And before long, it wasn't daunting anymore. And it wasn't because the covenant had changed. Or because the work had changed. It was because Matt had changed. He changed by enacting this covenant, by doing this sacred work day after day. By getting to know the beautiful people of God who he had the privilege of living alongside. It's strange, isn't it? That this enacting of our faith... This scattering to serve and to love can carry so much power, can create so much change and transformation within us. I know I've certainly heard those stories from this community, in the food center or the clothing center, at the Trenton breakfast, or in Bible study. This covenant of committing, not knowing how you will be changed. There's a baptism liturgy from the French Reformed Church that I borrow from often because I love it so much. And this baptism liturgy begins by stating all that God has done in creation. All that God has done through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And then the liturgy draws the attention of the gathered church away from all that God has done in the cosmos to the tiny infant about to be baptized. And the liturgy proclaims, All of this was done for you, little one though you do not know any of this yet. But we will continue to tell you this good news until it becomes your own.
And so the promise of the gospel is fulfilled. We love because God first loved us. I love this liturgy because it reminds us of all that God has done for every child of God, you and me, those we love, those we are called to love. And it also reminds us as the church that as the church, it is our privilege and responsibility to continue to share that good news and live out that good news, serving and loving all of God's children until it can become their good news too. We make this promise every time we baptize someone in Christ's name. But to me, it is also a liturgy that can speak to us throughout our life of faith. There's a reason why our baptismal liturgy always includes the phrase, remember your baptism, as we celebrate this sacrament today. Remember that you have been claimed by God because you are called to remember this good news too. To remember that all that God has done has been for you every one of you, because there will be times when you forget it. Times when doubt creeps in, when you feel more alone than ever, and in those moments, these words are for you as well. You full of faith, and you full of doubt. All of this was done for you, even if you don't know it yet. Or even if you've forgotten, or even if the darkness covers you so deeply you cannot even see any way out, the church is here to remind you that all that God has done has been for you. And we will continue to tell you this good news and enact this good news for you until it becomes your own. Or until it can become your own again. And we will also invite you to enact this good news with us. To go out into the world to serve and to love even when you're not sure you can. Because Jesus called doubters and believers into the same task to go and make disciples of all nations. And perhaps you can serve and love your way into this good news, too. I know some of you are here today and you stand in the presence of God with gladness and joy and faith that could move mountains. And others of you may not be sure what you're doing here at all. You have known heartbreak and turmoil, fear, betrayal, and darkness. You may even feel that way and have a boutonniere on because you've been a member here for more than 50 years. But to all of you, 
to all of you believers and doubters alike. Jesus says, go. Go and make disciples of all nations. No matter who you are or where you are on this journey of faith, go. Live the way I have commanded you and see how your heart is melted and molded. Go not knowing what this call will look like or where it will lead you. Go not knowing who you will encounter along the way or how your entire life might be transformed. Go not knowing what it will require. But go and see that in the making of disciples, you just might become one yourself. So scatter from this place to serve and to love. And in so doing, you will know the depths of my love for you. Christ calls a love, the likes of which you have never known before. And thus the promise of the gospel will be fulfilled. We love because God first loved us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Whether we are full of faith or full of doubt, an invitation has been extended to go, to follow. But we do that not going alone. So let us stand in body or spirit and join together in singing the hymn 298, Lord, You Give the Great Commission.
With the whole church, let us all confess our faith through the Apostles' Creed as it is printed in your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father. Hence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We find the strength and sustenance to go out into the world to deliver the good news by words of prayer. So let us join now. Let us pray. God of all seasons, our eyes cannot help but shout for praise for when we look upon your beautiful creation this time of year. We thank you for the colors of October, the piercing golds, the vibrant violets, the fading oranges, and for red. For we have high hopes that even if we are dancing on our own, we might revel in the joy of being enveloped in a community or in the childlike wonderment of play. For in the wistfulness and romance of fall, we find you, O God, the one who dares to soar and stretch life to its fullness, yet still grounding us in the core elements of eternity. Lord God, word of God, from generation to generation you have guided us, granting us ancient stories of patriarchs and matriarchs and all kinds of wise leaders who wound their own roads of faith. On this day, we recognize our roots, and the oldest roots among us are the people of Israel. So we stand with our siblings of Jewish descent whenever they face persecution and prejudice. And we pray that you may show us all the way to find your peace that we call Shalom. Jesus Christ, on this All Saints Day, we remember the lives of so many people, so many of those that we love who have died, those who have left a mark on our lives. So we ask that your spirit may hover over the imprint of their influence, that it may guide our thoughts of them from pain of loss to life-giving memories. For we are assured in their faith and rest in our hope that you are ever-perfect, ever-redeeming, and ever-loving God. Spirit of the living God, on this anniversary Sunday, we try to find a place to put our community in the expansive timeline of your people. We hear the words of prophets calling from the east, those of Moses, Miriam, and Isaiah. 
We read the names of reformers in our history books, those of Martin and Calvin and countless Presbyterians. We remember the many chapters of this church, of people yearning to do your will in this community. And all of it has been molded by you, resurrected by your Son, and sent forth by your Spirit. So may we walk in that humble but hallowed ground that pays respect to the past, it still, still looks to be scattered into the future as we wait for your kingdom to come. We pray all this in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. God scatters us to serve and to love, but God does not scatter us alone. We are surrounded by the saints. We are surrounded by this community, a people who give of themselves. So let us reflect on where and how God is calling us as we give what we have and who we are. Thank you. 
Christ, our friend and teacher, as you send us out this day, we pray that these gifts that we have given may be used in the ever-winding journey of your kingdom of love, justice, and peace. Amen. As you are able, please remain standing and join together in singing hymn number 610, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. Grounded in the grace of God, we are a vibrant Christian community, disciples of all ages, gathered for worship and nurture, and scattered to serve and to love. So may we go out from this place with the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, and Holy Spirit. May you go and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, with those you love, and with those you are called to love this day and forevermore. And together we say, Amen. Amen.